All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, guess who I ran into? Jim Kerr and Carol uh, Miller the, uh, at the uh, rock station, uh, our sister station, and I'd, I'd never met Carol before. She's amazing. And uh, Jim Kerr, remember he used to fill in for Rush back in the day? I mean, he did a really good job. I mean, and he's a hardcore rocker guy, cool guy. And uh, I grew up listening to these guys just like Scott Shannon. And uh, just, you know, some of the legends in, in, in radio. And I felt like I was in a time warp. I had no idea they were in the same building. And then so Jim Kerr walks me around, you know, the studios where the music stations are. And Charlemagne, the God Studios there, they actually have like a king's throne, two of them, you know, for, I don't know if one's for a guest or the co-host or I'm whatever. assuming you've ordered mine, yeah? <laughs> I have and my not. my crown and all, you, you know. Do you want that? Listen, if I want to be the queen of the studio, I need a proper chair. I need a proper Well, he's crown. broken a lot of news. I mean, if you can't. Listen, he's good. He, he definitely, he's very even-handed on a lot of issues you would expect it not to be on yeah. the morning show. Well, he's I doing mean. well, and, and we wish everybody do it. You know, unlike everybody. There's so many people in this in this business that are so stupid and so myopic and so dumb that they think their success is predicated on other people's failures. I've never believed that. I've always believed the rising tide lifts all boats. Period. End of sentence. You do a good job. You're going to do great. Um, by the way, got to congratulate our buddy Dan Bongino on his second anniversary um, doing talk radio. I mean, he's, remember, he was with the Secret Service. He was with the NYPD. He started out on Fox. Um, and by the way, there's all these rumors he got fired. He did not get fired. Um, they had a, a contract impasse, and that's pretty common in this business. He also has a lot of other work, and he didn't really want to work an extra day a week. He's got a family which I can totally, completely understand. And anyway, so uh, it's his two-year anniversary on radio. We congratulate him and uh, wish him all the best uh, because he's been a good friend of this program and the TV show for a long time, and I'm sure we will continue. Um, All right, so we have a lot of news today, but all things Simple Man Bill O'Reilly, he'll join us today. Judge Janine Pirro is on the program today. CL Heavyfoot Bryant will be with us. I call him Heavyfoot because every time he gets pulled over by the police... He asked the officer, you know, can I have your license and registration, please? I'll be glad to, officer. Here it is. But I need to ask you, have you accepted the Lord Jesus into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior? And he and he does this, and he really has a heavy foot. He gets pulled over all the time. And never once does he ever get a ticket. I mean, I he's going to have to explain that to Jesus when he gets to heaven one day. That's my, I'm not sure... Jesus wants us to invoke his name to get out of a speeding ticket. Well, why miss an opportunity to, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, preach to somebody, I guess. Um, All right. So we have a, uh, the, you know, a lot of people are critical of Ron DeSantis' method of announcing doing it on Twitter tonight. Um, We'll have coverage of that. By the way, Senator Tim Scott is on Hannity tonight. He'll be on. Uh, I think Ron is on uh, one of the shows tonight, maybe Trey Gowdy's show. And um, but anyway, so it, we now have a primary race. And and I know that this audience, we did a poll yesterday. And because I wanted to get your feedback, your input, um, because we do this show for you. Um, we had tens and tens and tens of thousands. There was a lot of response 
to our poll on Hannity.com, and that is, do you want me to give equal time to each candidate, regardless of maybe what their poll numbers may say? Because you've got, okay, President Trump, he's now the front runner by a pretty large margin. You have Ron DeSantis second. Um, I'm sure in some of these states, these polls will, will tighten as time goes on, and there'll be a back and forth. Um, then, of course, you have Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. You've got uh, Tim Scott, who'll be on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. Uh, I like Tim Scott a lot. And I know people are jumping to conclusions, and, and they're saying, well, these people aren't really running to win. I'm like, I, mean, I, I actually know people that run for president. There's not one of them that I've met that actually is not running to win. They think they, they are the person. Nikki Haley is running. Uh, Chris Christie says he may get into the race, but I think Chris Christie would only get into the race to be the guy that's screaming, I hate Donald Trump every five seconds, and he would view that as his sole role. Uh, somebody might want to remind Chris Christie, um, and, and honestly, I'm not even sure that I want him on the program, because he's really not running for president. He's running to attack one person. If he really legitimately was seeking the presidency, I would take it seriously. I just don't think he's serious about running for president. I think he's out there trying to make a name for himself and just attack Donald Trump. Let me tell you one thing I can say now that this is in everybody's focus right now. Um, And by the way, we're going to do town halls with all the candidates. Next week, we have a town hall with President Trump. Uh, That will be in Des Moines, Iowa. Details to follow. Okay, um, so stay with us. Um, and I and I know that there are people that, oh, why are you having this candidate on? Why, have, why shouldn't I have him on? So I asked you, my audience, my beloved audience, what you want. And 92% of you want me to give equal time to all the candidates. Now, the reason this is even an issue is because if I take you back to 2015 and 2016, well, we regularly did town halls with all the candidates, And, you know, we travel around the country. And by the way, you know, it's a pretty heavy lift. We got to bring our radio staff, radio equipment. We got to get a studio to do the radio show out of. Now you got to bring my chair. Now we got to bring your your queen's chair. There's a lot going on now. I don't know. Maybe when Charlemagne the God is not in his studio, we'll just run up to their floor and we'll just grab their. I am very excited about this idea. You like, do you want me to steal Charlemagne the God's I just want to share it. It's it's not a chair. It's a throne. Exactly. It's like a king's or queen's chair. As it should be. That cracked me up. It's wonderful. Anyway, good for him. Um, And so, anyway, so Ron DeSantis will announce he'll do it on Twitter. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. He's going to do interviews as well. Um, I think that, you know, to be a little different out of the box, I think social media is just a force that you cannot ignore if you're in the political business. Uh, most polls for him starting out have him down by as much as, you know, 30-plus points. And he's got his work cut out for him. New York Times put out a piece. DeSantis' strategy is to win overall those Trump voters involving a full-court press in early primary states. Uh, They are reporting that a key political group supporting DeSantis' presidential run is preparing a $100 million voter outreach push so big that it plans to knock on every single door possible uh, that uh, in New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, uh, five times in, in the kickoff of the Iowa caucuses. All right. Well, he's apparently has a lot of money and a lot of big financial donors. 
you know, I'm really repulsed at how the reaction of these idiots and on the view and elsewhere have been, you know, I, I, I find these comments. There's two groups that you can seem you have carte blanche to say anything you want without any brushback at all, without any talk of boycotts, without any talk of canceling, without any talk of firing. If you want to go after Christians or you want to go after African-American conservatives, you can pretty much say any ignorant thing you want. And Joyless out there insisting Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas that they don't understand racism like she does. Let me play it for you. Well, isn't he Professor Positive? (laughs) Unlike Trump, everything's bad. There's doomsday. He's more in the Reagan-esque morning in America. Things are fabulous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's also hedging his bets. He doesn't really go out and say he's not pro-choice exactly. Although he did say, when he say that he would vote for anything they put on the table, the Republicans. Uh-huh. So he is not pro-choice. And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah. So if we're to believe a liberal white woman in new york joyless behar she knows more than tim scott and clarence thomas that you know if you know he's one of these guys like clarence thomas a black republican who believes in pulling himself up by your bootstraps is there any other way is there any other way you know unless you make the effort in life i don't see any other way And anyway, rather than to me understanding the systemic racism. So the white liberal in New York is going to lecture African-Americans about racism in this country. Wow. Imagine if a conservative made any kind of similar statement uh, against a uh, African-American liberal. I mean, what do you think the reaction would be? Anyway, so um, now the campaign is in full swing. It's going to get very, very interesting, very, very fast. Uh, some reports have DeSantis's war chest at as high as $200 million available to him now. That's a lot of money. Money does mean something in, in presidential campaigns for sure. Um, and, at, you know, after months of speculation. Now, I did ask Donald Trump in my last interview. I said, OK, let me ask you about Ron DeSantis. I said, you guys were friends. I thought I always thought they were friends. What happened? And then he went through a pretty long answer. I'll sum it up is that he wouldn't have been elected governor, but for Donald Trump's support. And I think there may be some truth to that because he's the one that chose to endorse DeSantis over Putnam, who I believe was the favorite at the time. And and those races, Tim Scott's I'm sorry, Scott, uh, Rick Scott's race was tight and Ron DeSantis's race for governor was tight. You know, those races were won by, I think, by. 10 and, and 30, 10,000 and 30,000 votes respectively. And, and Trump went in hard with town halls in the end. And, and so from his point of view, oh, okay, that's the thanks I get. I helped you get elected. And obviously Ron's response would be, well, with all due respect, I got elected and then I did a great job. And that's why I won by a million and a half votes in the last election. So if you're going to get both sides of that argument, um, it will be interesting. I'm a, yeah, and by the way, for all of you out there, I think that I don't hear you, that you're passionately pro-Trump. 
that you're passionately pro DeSantis, that you're passionately pro Tim Scott. I'm hearing all of you. That's why I asked the question yesterday, you know, because our job is to serve you, this audience. And what is the best way to serve you in the middle of a Republican primary? Now, if I had my way, they would be more focused on the the damage that the wreckage that is Joe Biden's uh, uh, economy, the damage and wreckage that is America's position on the world stage. That would be the damage and the wreckage and the danger of a new axis of evil. Um, But eventually, having done this for all these years, I can tell you it always ends the same way. And that is there's going to be one. There's going to be two candidates left. And those two candidates, they are going to be throwing hard, you know, haymaker punches in the hopes that they can get a knockout. That's how this is done. And I'm going to say one other thing. The issues that will impact your decision, two things will remain steady, and and that's not in doubt. Elections are always about peace and prosperity, about national security, and about financial security. Joe Biden is not doing good on any of these issues. Any Republican would be better. But the other thing that I can assure you is that there's going to come a point where the the top candidates are going to start killing each other. I, I guarantee you, as morning becomes uh, day and as as the sunset signals the beginning of the nighttime, it's 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 going to happen. Um, so buckle up. This is this is the process that we have. But the real decision is going to be in a little over 520 some odd days on Election Day. And that's when you have the power to reject the failing policies of Joe Biden and put this country on a different course.